Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is episode 134 of the second season of The Informed Catholic. So on uh, this episode, we're going to talk about uh, Catholic politicians. We're going to talk about the Catholic vote for Donald Trump. We're going to talk about Joe Biden and his um, his weak understanding of Catholicism. We're going to talk about Democrats, Democrat Catholics versus Republican Catholics. Um, it's no secret. Um, I'm voting for Donald Trump. I made my decision and I'm not going to hide this from anyone because I know that we living in New York City is very difficult, um, you know, because... People um, have very strong views uh, or people are afraid. Most of the time, people are afraid. People are terrified and afraid. And I think um, it depends on your worldview, obviously, right? You know, uh, you got a worldview that is uh, very liberal. You um, Maybe you have a very weak understanding or a negative understanding about religion, about faith, or you have a problem with authority, or um, maybe it depends on how you were raised. There's all kinds of factors that can um, add to a person's political understanding. You know, um, I always like um, some really good um, Catholic philosophy, especially someone like G.K. Chesterton, or someone like the venerable... Uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen or Hillary Bullock, um, the Victorian, you know, uh, you know, co-Victorian of G.K. Chesterton, who, who was a close friend with uh, with him, um, you know, Chesterton himself said very, something very interesting, and I like it. You know, um, love your enemies and love your friends, or uh, you know, you know, and love your your neighbor, because. They're the same people, you know, your enemy is your neighbor and your neighbor can be your enemy. And that is politics. Love your enemy and love your neighbor is politics. And Christ understood that. Um, the eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, uh, turn the other cheek is politics. It's dealing with people, learning to deal with people you disagree with. When our Lord Jesus Christ said something like, uh, he said this, um, be sly as serpents and gentle as doves is politics. Um, you know, when he stood in front of Pilate and uh, Pilate was angry because our Lord was not giving him an answer. And who are you? And he said, I came into the world to bear witness to the truth. Whoever hears my voice hears the truth. And Pilate, uh, a precursor for all politicians, including bad Catholic politicians, what is truth? You know, it's politics. You cannot separate your faith. You cannot say you have to keep your faith private. Let's face it, the Democrats brought out two bad examples of Catholicism. They brought out a very liberal nun, all right, who they tried to pass off as Catholic. She didn't dress like a nun. She's a lawyer. And then she gives us the insulting answer, the, the, the dumb answer that Abortion is above her her pay grade. She's a lawyer. She has been active in healthcare all her life, and then she she dares to to play a stupid by saying it's above her pay grade. Then they brought out uh, Rainbow Father Jimmy Martin, James Martin, and try to play play a stupid that Joe Biden is Catholic. Just because you're a, ba a baptized Catholic, but show me the proof of your faith. You cannot separate your faith from your public or political life. 
okay, by their fruit, by you know, a tree, every tree is known by the fruit it bears. Okay, by, by their own works and by their fruit, you shall know them. And we all have to give an answer. We have to give an answer to how we live our lives in this world. So let's not play this anymore. We cannot separate our faith. We cannot keep it private. We have to stand before the world and admit what we believe. Democrats want to have it their own way. They want to, you know, Joe Biden invented his own Catholicism. Nancy Pelosi invented her own Catholicism. Okay. All the other Catholic politicians made their own politician. The Kennedys reinvented and created their own Catholicism so that they can, can get away with what they want to get away with. And it's, it's not working anymore. I'm sorry. So anyway, we have, I have several articles uh, for you guys and we're going to go through it. So um, before we start, first of all, please subscribe to my channel. Uh, I'm noticing that there's a lot of uh, listeners now on Apple Podcasts and uh, Google Podcasts is starting to increase uh, a lot of viewership, especially on Spotify. I'm heard now in 33 countries, um, Hong Kong, France, Spain, Portugal, um, Slovenia, Ukraine. It's really great, the fact that the podcast is starting to grow, uh, have a lot of uh, listeners. So please subscribe. I know I haven't posted anything on YouTube. I'm going to try to do it. Unfortunately, it's a, um, it's a lot of work. I like doing it, but it's a lot of work. But there's only so many hours in a day. And, uh, you know, now I'm back to work full time. Um, you know, things are starting to uh, slowly go back to normal. And, um, you know, you have to, um, unfortunately, you know, you, there's a, you know, I wish I could do this all day long, but I can't. Uh, I admire Tim Poole and Dr. Taylor Marshall um, and other, you know, the other guys because they have, t- you know, the time to do it. Uh, Tim Poole does this, does this full time and I really enjoy, I enjoy his podcast because um, he's a classic liberal. Uh, I don't think we'll, we'll agree completely on those, on all things, but I'm I'm really happy that he said now that he's going to vote for Donald Trump. Um, it's great. It's great to hear that. Um, Timothy Gordon, I like to listen to his podcast as well. Um, I love uh, listening to uh, Michael Voris and Church Militant. Uh, basically, it's great. It's great. And it's also, I do, I do once in a while, yes, uh, go over to uh, CNN on YouTube to see what they're saying because uh, it's true what, uh, Tim Pool said that uh, statistics were shown that uh, people who are conservative and Republican uh, surf. They do channel surfing. They go through all kinds of polit- uh, political uh, areas. Um, liberal stuff they listen to. I do listen to that stuff because I want to know what they're saying. And you have to compare the information. To, to be smart and to be educated, you have to compare the information. You have to see what and listen to what they're saying. And if they're, if they're giving you a lot of nonsense, it's painful because, you know, seriously, peaceful protests, peaceful protests. And of course, you know, Chris Cuomo says, who says protests have to be peaceful. There's a car burning behind you. There's people looting stores. There's people getting punched. The other day, a woman in a Catholic church got punched in the face twice in a Catholic church in uh, Philadelphia, assaulted in a house of worship. Uh, Catholic churches have been vandalized, set on fire. A man drove his car a couple of weeks ago, months ago, uh, into a Catholic church. Um, you see, you see what's happening in Bo- in Portland. You see what's happening in Seattle. You see what's happening in uh, other places in Chicago. And these 
these channels, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, uh, CNN, they're all saying it's peaceful protest. Now they're starting to change because they're starting to notice that the numbers are turning on Joe Biden. Joe Biden is losing people. And I just heard that when Donald Trump gives his speech tonight, uh, this is Thursday, the last night of the um, the Republican convention, that it won't be Joe Biden, I heard, that's going to give his response. It's going to be Kamala Harris. Now, the running, the, the candidate in the opposite party is supposed to give his response, not his VP, not his vice president. And this really is is ridiculous, I think. It's insulting because it shows the man is incapable of doing this. Anyway, so let's, uh, like I said, subscribe and uh, please share. Please tell your friends. Let's start with a, uh, with a quick prayer, all right? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory now and forever. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, Guardian of the Holy Church, pray for us. St. Thomas More, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. And St. Michael the Archangel, defend us. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All right, so let's start with the article. All right, folks. Bishop Sticka uh, of, uh, I believe he's of Texas. Yes. Um, this is from uh, Church Militant. Church Militant, U.S. News by Christine uh, Chris, Chryslip, uh, I believe. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name. It's very bad when you can't pronounce some names. Christine Chryslip, Chris uh, August 25th, 2020. Bishop vote uh, by uh, via social media. Uh, Knoxville, I'm sorry, he's not Texas. I'm sorry, Knoxville, Tennessee. I apologize. Knoxville, Tennessee. Another Catholic bishop is calling Democratic pres presidential nominee Joe Biden a fake Catholic. Bishop Richard Sticker of Knoxville, Tennessee has joined the ranks of American bishops who think it's dishonest for former vice president to promote his Catholic faith as a campaign selling point. In a tweet on Friday, Sticker expressed his incredulity. Don't understand how Mr. Biden can claim to be a good and faithful Catholic as he denies so much of church teaching, especially on the absolute child abuse and human rights violation of the most innocent, the not yet born, Sticker wrote. He went on to reference Biden's sidekick Kamala Harris, calling her an anti-Catholic bigot. I believe, let's stop here for a minute, that he's referring to what she did to uh, that man who was uh, who was nominated to be a judge, and she attacked him for being a member. I can't remember his name right now. She attacked him for being a member of the Knights of Columbus. All right, she really went out went out against him to to really um, you know stop him from being a judge. Uh, it's really amazing. So let's continue. He then concluded with support for President Trump. So sad for this team. But also, I never thought the current president was all that pro-life, but he is but um pro-life, but he is anti-abortion as well as a helpful in religious liberty, Sika observed. Okay, let me read that again. So sad for this team, but also I never thought the current president was all that pro-life, but he is anti-abortion as well as helpful in religious liberty, Sticker observed. Early this month, 
Bishop Thomas Tobin of Providence, Rhode Island, got in a shot at Biden. Also taking a Twitter, uh, taking to Twitter, Tobin used a tongue-in-cheek tone to question pres- the presidential hopeful. Biden Harris, first time in a while that the Democratic ticket hasn't had a Catholic on it. Sad, Tobin tweeted. Tobin's tweet brought Father James Martin off the bench. He tweeted back in Biden's defense. Mr. Biden is a baptized Catholic. Thus, he is a a Catholic, Martin asserted. Bishop Joseph Strickland didn't directly deny Biden his Catholic bona fide, but made his position clear to Catholics familiar with his ministry. Catholics, please vote with a well-formed conscience and, a, and choose candidates who respect life, morality, marriage, family, and our basic freedoms. It is critical that we keep eternal truth at the forefront as we vote. Study the issues and choose candidates who respect faith. Strickland encouraged. Since Harris isn't Catholic, her faith is not being measured by the bishops, but Catholics are very troubled by her hostility towards Christianity, especially to Catholic practice. Strickland also, I'm sorry, elsewhere, specifically named Harris, he tweeted, Catholics take, take note. Reminds me of another candidate calling us the deplorables. We need to be awake to, to this. Kamala's anti-Catholic assault previews her potential administration, the Texas bishop tweeted, writing the Catholic League in August as the organization's president, Bill Donahue, pointed out the problem Harris will have with Catholics, he said. Her problem goes beyond church's pro-life position. Donahue then referenced Harris questioning, this is his name, Brian uh, Bosher, when he was nominee for federal bench. Bosher's offense, his affiliation with the Knights of Columbus. She objected to his membership in the Knights because it is pro uh, it is pro life of course it is it is catholic entity in short her real target was the catholic church donahue wrote catholic, uh, Ka- um, kayleen conway white house senior counsel who is catholic early this month also expressed her concern about harris she is for abortion in the ninth month and if she and if she's not I want her to say that today. Conway told reporters at the White House, the Democratic Party platform is uh, basically is abortion. Anyone, anytime, anywhere, no restrictions, no regulations. All right, that's this is the first article we finished. And I'm glad to see that some of these bishops are finally breaking uh, away from the other bishops who basically will not are too scared now what they're saying there is absolutely true now just because joe biden is catholic fine so what no one's questioning no one's no one's questioning his that he's catholic he's just not a good catholic and james martin didn't say anything to defend joe biden uh about being you know it's what he stands it's not his catholicism his catholicism is one thing it's what he goes against Catholicism. He, he is abortion. He also performed a gay marriage, in, you know, when he was still VP under Obama. He He was one of the. He was the first vice president to do that. He married two a staff member or two staff members. They got married, and the man still wants to believe he called himself a Catholic. He has this ad where he shows himself at the Vatican, shaking hands with Pope Francis, talking up with a bunch of nuns, uh, and, you know, showing the beauty of the Vatican and everything. That doesn't mean anything. So what? So what? It doesn't mean a single thing. It's the question is, do you hold on to your Catholic beliefs? Do you defend life? And you have Catholic candidates saying, well, I'm personally against abortion, but I wouldn't push my faith on on another person. I wouldn't push my beliefs. Never mind that. Okay, no one's telling you to go around pushing your beliefs. The point is, you, you support abortion. And you, by supporting abor- abortion, 
you are also preventing a soul from coming into the world and you are snuffing out that light, that life. We a we are an incarnation people. From the moment the word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary and to nine months later, he was born in a cave in Bethlehem. We are a incarnation people. We all, our religion respects life in the womb. Our salvation took residence in the womb. He made life, human life, sacred and holy. All right? He restored the image of God by doing that. He, he, that was part of our salvation process. That was the fact that he, the eternal logos, the eternal living word, the, the begotten of the Father came to earth. We are also the life of John the Baptist from the womb. See, life, we are a pro-life religion. And you can't just say it's one thing for Catholics, it's different for others. By doing what you're doing, you endanger your salvation and you endanger the salvation of others. You know, it's not symbolic, it's not poetic language, it's life. Okay, so now let's go to the next article. Um, I mean, I can go on, but I read to you exactly. I mean, I'm glad they brought up about her attack against that judge, how she uh, tried to, she attacked him, attacked, his, uh, attacked the Catholic religion because he's a member of the Knights of Columbus. And she, she made a spectacle of that one. And Democrats finally broke away when someone pointed out that she was being a bigot. So um, anyway, let's go on to the next article. This next article is from LifeSite News. And uh, it's really impressive. It's Sister uh, De- uh, Dedre uh, Brian, uh, Byron, Dedre, Sister Dedre By- Byron, a, a nun who was formerly a colonel in the U.S. Army Medical Corps, gave a knockout speech at the Republican National Convention last night. A couple of podcasts, I did something on a nun a very liberal nun, and of course, you know, you got Father Jimmy Martin, Rainbow Martin, and you have this now a real nun, okay? You should go check, listen to her, okay? It's fantastic. She gave a fantastic speech. I mean, it was a knockout speech. I mean, you got to love her for it. And then I'm going to read to you the attacks against her. So you got bad Catholic Joe Biden now I'm showing you what a real Catholic is supposed to be. And here she is. So let's, uh, who wrote this article? By Dorothy Cummings McLean. We, we read several articles before. She writes good articles. So, okay. So this one is Army Doctor at RNC who became a nun. I'm not just pro-life, I'm pro-eternal life. Okay, that's great. Washington, D.C., August 27th, 2020. A religious sister who was formerly a colonel in the U.S. Army Medical Corps gave a knockout speech at the Republican National Convention last night, moving from a description of her recent work with refugees to her concern for the unborn. Those refugee, refugees all share a common experience, says Sister uh, Dedre, uh, Deed Byron. They, they, they have all been marginalized, viewed as insignificant, powerless, and voiceless. And while we tend to think of the marginalized as living beyond our borders, the truth is the largest marginalized group is, is the, uh, in the world can be found here in the United States, she continued. They are the unborn. Sister Deed held up the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ, both as an example of someone once an embryo and as a model of defending justice against political correctness. It's no coincidence that Jesus stood up for what was just and was ultimately crucified because what he said wasn't politically correct or fashionable, she said. As followers of Christ, we are called to stand up for life against the politically correct 
or fashionable of today. We must fight against a legislative agenda that supports and even celebrates destroying life in the womb. Sister Deed Didi combined her roles as a spiritual leader and a doctor to get a to get across her deeply pro-life, humanitarian, and unbashedly Christian message. Keep in mind, the laws we create define how we see our humanity, she said. We must ask ourselves, what are we saying when we go into a womb and snuff out an innocent, powerless, voiceless life? She continued. I'm going to play what she said after I read all this. I think I should read this first, and then I'm going to play it for you. As a physician, I can say without hesitation, life begins at conception. While what I have to say may be difficult for some to hear, I am saying it because I am not just pro-life, I am pro-eternal life. I want all of us to end up in heaven together someday. Sister Didi told her audience of millions of Americans viewers that she had been praying to be allowed to be a voice for human life. She saw the invitation to speak at the Republican National Convention as an answer to that prayer and was firm in her support of the re-election of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the most pro-life president this nation has ever had, defending the life at all stages, Sister Didi said. His belief in the sanctity of life is transcends politics. In contrast, she describes Biden-Harris as the most anti-life president ticket ever because together they support even late-term abortion and infanticide. Therefore, Sister Didi declared, the president has two, two solid groups of allies. Because of his courage and conviction, President Trump has earned the support of America's pro-life community, she said. Moreover, he has a nation of, nationwide of religious standing behind him. You'll find us here with our weapon of choice, the rosary. <laughs> so thank you, Mr. President. We are all praising, praying for you. One of seven children, Deidre Byron, studied medicine at Georgetown University, where she joined the U.S. Army. Her service, which included roles as both doctor and surgeon, lasted 29 years. According to the Catholic news agency CNA, she's, she was asked to be on, on standby as personal physician to Mother Teresa when the saint visited Washington, D.C., in 1997, Byron was also a first responder during the 9-11 attack on the Pentagon. Convinced that she was being called to religious life, Byron pronounced her first vows with the little workers of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and Mary, which has a medical apostolate. apostolate. In 2004, she continued to serve with the military including in Afghanistan, until she retired in 2009 at her order's request. In the wake of Sister Didi's speech, there has been a robust conversion on social media, a conversation on social media about how extreme the pro-abortion views of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are. Their opinions have certainly diverged in the past. Biden previously had only a 36% rating as a pro-abortion politician. From the NARL, uh, N-A-R-A-L, thanks to his previous support for the Hyde Amendment. However, Biden has subsequently rejected the amendment, and the anti-life organization now says it is proud to endorse him. The Hyde Amendment bans federal funding from most abortion anathema or to radically pro-abortion politicians like Planned Parenthood. Um. Kamala Harris, Susan B. Anthony, List President um, Mira Defenseland, describes Harris earlier this month as an extremist for abortion. Kamala Harris is an extremist who supports abortion on demand through birth, paid for by taxpayers, and even infanticide on agenda rejected by the overwhelming majority of Americans, including millions of independents and rank-and-file Democrats. Uh, Defensler said, as Attorney General of California, Harris conspired with the abortion industry to launch a politically motivated shakedown of Bray 
a rape city journalist who exposed Planned Parenthood's role in the harvest, harvesting of bodies and sale of all baby aborted baby parts. The stakes are the, the stakes are life and death, and the choice is clear. Pro-life Americans must unite to defeat Biden and Harris. Okay, so I'm going to play uh, the some of the clip that she uh, when she spoke at the the RNC. Okay, so let's begin. Okay, hold on. Okay, folks. All right, here it is. Good evening. I'm Sister Didi Byrne, and I belong to the community of the little workers of the Sacred Hearts of Jesus and Mary. Last 4th of July, I was honored to be one of the President's guests at his Salute to America celebration. I must confess that I recently prayed while in chapel, begging God to allow me to be a voice and instrument for human life. And now here I am, speaking at the Republican National Convention. I guess you better be careful for what you pray for. My journey to religious life was not a traditional route, if there is such a thing. In 1978, as a medical stu school student at Georgetown University, I joined the Army to help pay for my tuition and ended up devoting 29 years to the military, serving as a doctor and a surgeon in places like Afghanistan and Egypt's Sinai Peninsula. After much prayer and contemplation, I entered my religious order in 2002, working to serve the poor and the sick in Haiti, Sudan, Kenya, Iraq, and in Washington, D.C. Humility is at the foundation of our order, which makes it very difficult to talk about myself. But I can speak about my experience working for those fleeing war-torn and impoverished countries all around the world. Those refugees all share a common experience. They have been all marginalized, viewed as insignificant, powerless, and voiceless. And while we tend to think of the marginalized as living beyond our borders, the truth is the largest marginalized group in the world can be found here in the United States. They are the unborn. As Christians, we first met Jesus as a stirring embryo in the womb of an unwed mother and saw him born nine months later in the poverty of the cave. It's no coincidence that Jesus stood up for what was just and was un ultimately crucified because what he said wasn't politically correct or fashionable. As followers of Christ, we are called to stand up for life against the politically correct or fashionable of today. We must fight against a legislative agenda that supports and even celebrates destroying life in the womb. Keep in mind the laws we create define how we see our humanity. And we must ask ourselves, what are we saying when we go into a womb and snuff out an innocent, powerless, voiceless life? As a physician, I can say without hesitation, life begins at conception. While what I have to say may be difficult for some to hear, I am saying it because I'm not just pro-life, I'm pro-eternal life, and I want all of us to end up in heaven together someday. Which brings me to why I'm here today. Donald Trump is the most pro-life president that this nation has ever had, defending life at all stages. His belief in the sanctity of life transcends politics. President Trump will stand up against Biden-Harris, who are the most anti-life presidential ticket ever, even supporting the horrors of late-term abortion and infanticide. Because of his courage and conviction, President Trump has earned the support of America's pro-life community. Moreover, he has a nationwide of religious standing behind him. You'll find us here with our weapon of choice, the rosary. So thank you, Mr. President. We are all praying for you. Okay, so there you have it. I think her own words uh, pretty much says it and i think she spoke sorry um but i think it's fantastic it's you know this is a real catholic 
This is a real Catholic. Um, it's beautiful. I think it's great. Uh, people are starting to stand up for what they believe. She's an encouragement. And I think it's important that we all start standing up for how, for what we believe. Now, I know it, it's, it's not easy to give these people on the left, the politically correct, the fashionable, as she, as she put it, to give them um, a good answer. But that's why you should study. Life is sacred. You know, before that, imagine, suddenly it wasn't just birth control. If birth control doesn't work, abortion has to be there to back up as a backup. And now even the fact that the child is born after that uh, the, the mother has given birth. Now the child lays there on the table and everybody's discussing if to let the child live. Should the child leave the, the, the birthing room? Is the child legally a person then? Some are even considering that the child's not legal a person till the child gets out of the hospital. And even if out of the hospital, they're going to go further and say, not even if, uh, let's say the child's not legally a person till after a month. So if the parents decide they don't want the child and they don't want to give the child, uh, you know, up for adoption, maybe they'll even go for a month. Or even maybe, who knows, maybe they want to go six months down the line. They're going to keep doing it and they're going to keep pushing the, the, the moral line, the, the, the moral line that they, they don't, they don't care. They're going to push it further and further down the line. I mean, they already did it when they decide that you know, maybe, you know, kill, you know, kill your, your uh, mother or, you know, put, you know, give her, give her poison or something, or because maybe she has Alzheimer's or, or, you know, or maybe she's a burden to you. They're going to keep pushing the line. And what are we going to say? I mean, we're going to let them take our rights of freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of religion. They're going to push us off the stage. You can't do that. You cannot do that. And you cannot stand on the side and say, look, I don't want to get involved politically. I just want to practice my faith quietly. They're not going to let you practice your faith quietly. They're not going to do that. All right. And also remember this. When the nation back before the Civil War, they kept on kicking the can down the road about slavery. And people, some people on one side, especially those who call themselves conservatives or Christians, simply said, well, let the Democrats have what they want. I mean, seriously, what does it, what does it have to do with us? Let them have what they want. I don't want to fight with them. Well, guess what? If you didn't want to do anything about slavery, then God was going to force us. He forced the nation to do something about slavery. He gave us a war. And he made the argument big. Because simply for the mere fact that we just did not listen to God's call of justice. Well, guess what? If we don't do something about it, then God is going to force us. He's going to force something on us. And guess what happened? We have all these rioting, all this pollute, all this looting. And you have all these people now who want to take, who, who are going out. Now they're going out to the suburbs, people. They're coming out into the suburbs. Okay. They've gone from the cities because the suburbs is where a majority of the Republicans, a majority of conservatives live. People who don't want to live in the cities. So they're going out into the suburbs and they're going to go out into middle America. And they're gonna and they're gonna cause trouble. So let's go to the next article. All right, another article from LifeSite News: Neo Nunism. Left wing Catholic pundits attack nun at RNC, RNC uh, Republican National Convention, who gave powerful pro life speech. The uh, the Army doctor who became a nun described Biden Harris as the most anti life presidential ticket ever, because together they support even late late term abortion and infanticide. This is also by Dorothy Cummings McLean. So it didn't take long for the left to bring out their revolvers, to bring out the guns, to attack uh, Sister Didi. And 
Well, you know, they say they, you know, you're doing a good job when your enemies attack you. You know, when you got enemies, that means you're doing a good job. I mean, after all, Christ had enemies. So why not? All right. So this is uh, Villanova, Pennsylvania, August 26, 2020. LifeSite News. Left-wing Catholics media pundits have attacked a powerful pro-life speech by the army surgeon turned mother superior who spoke at the Republican Party's national convention last night. This happened pretty fast, people. Um, Ms. Mio Fajali, professor of Catholic theology at Villanova University, took, a social, took to social media to protest the appearance of Sister Didre, Didi, Byron, uh, he posted several messages on Facebook in response to her speech where she called Americans to stand up for life against politically correct or fashionable of today and described Biden-Harris as the most anti-life presidential ticket ever because together they support even late torm abortion and infanticide. The professor also retweeted an, Ital an Italian psychiatrist post that described Sister Didi's heartfelt speech as neo-nunism. Um, beautiful, he replied to Cristino M. Gaston. Fijoli first critiqued of the American nun written over a video of her speech was, uh, I'm sick to my stomach. <laughs> a few hours later, Fajali added, the Catholic Church has rules for the participation of clergy and religious in the election campaign and party politics. But obviously here in the USA, now nobody cares. Uh, excuse me. What about the sister who spoke at the convention? What about Father James Martin? At the at the Democratic convention, those two went there and they and they participated. Okay, he doesn't have a right to to complain. She has every right to take part in politics. To this, he posted a page from the Catechism of the Catholic Church that clearly applies only to priests. Priests are usually forbidden from partisan politics, including running for public office, or joining unions, unless according to the judgment of the ecclesiastical authority, the rights of the church and the defense of the common good required. E even then, however, the church deems the activity foreign to clerical state. Religious sisters, even mother superiors like Sister Didi Byron, are not clerics. They do, however, take oaths of obedience to their religious superiors. Byron, uh, Byron has indeed already um, circumscribed her civic activities at the behest of her religious order, having retired from the military's medical corps after a tour of duty in Afghanistan. In response to objections that America Magazine editor-at-large, Father James Martin, SJ, has spoken at the Democratic Party's National Convention, Fajali said that there was... Um, that there, there is a substantial difference between delivering a prayer to a party convention and a partisan speech like this. The, profess, the professor was then informed by other Twitter users that Sister Simone Campbell had appeared at the DNC on a more, more than one occasion. At 2012 DNC, DNC, she gave a short speech. Sister Simone was recently asked about her organization's stance on legal abortion. On, on legal abortion, and she replied that this is not our issue. That it that is that it is, it is not. It is above my pay grade. This low pay grade may be Sister Simone's uh, catchphrase. She said she said something similar in 2012. Father James Martin, S.J. Society of Jesus, a Jesuit himself, posted positions to Sister Didi's speech on Facebook this morning saying that the number of religious orders shouldn't endorse or campaign. Here's what bishop, bishops, priests, members of religious order and Catholic organization, including magazines, should do in election season. Pray and educate, the pro-LGBT Jesuit priest said. Martin said that no candidate or party ever could fully encompass the totality of church teaching and that the Catholics are not a one-issue voters. He also stated that endorsing candidates splits dioceses and parishes into supposedly good Catholics and bad Catholics. Uh, that's exactly what it is, Father Martin. It's good Catholics and bad Catholics. The priest declared that 
this is not a sin to vote either Democrat or Republican, nor is it a sin to vote for either Mr. Trump or Mr. Biden. Catholic author John Gerard Lewis, however, in his book, Catholic Voting and Moral Sin, How Your Vote Can Endanger Your Salvation. You see, it's people are starting to come out. They're starting to speak up. Your vote can endanger your salvation. Makes sense that voting for candidates who least adhere to the church teaching on abortion can be a mortal sin. A, a number of pro-life priests have made the case that Catholics cannot, in good conscience, vote for Joe Biden. Martin went on to bring about the specter of the church losing her tax-exempt status. We would and should lose that privilege if we were to engage in partisan politics, said the DNC 2020 participant. Catholic leaders obviously have their own thoughts about political matters, but in public and in, and in their public roles, they should, be re, uh, they should be religious, not partisans. For all these reasons, we can pray and educate, but not endorse or campaign. He repeated the message on Twitter. To, Martin, to Martin's credit, when he prayed for the DNC this year, he listed the unborn child in the womb as one of those most in need. Sister Simone Campbell neglected to mention the unborn. Instead, she characterized the DNC gathering as an important next chapter in our story of who will become, uh, what, who we will become as a nation. Well, you know what? I don't care. It doesn't, you know, whatever she says, you know what? Our, if we lose our tax exempt status, that's not our fault. That's the bishops. Okay. We have to stick to our salvation. We have to stick to the message of the gospel. We have to stand by Jesus Christ. We cannot, if we do vote the way we are, everything affects us. Every little action in this life affects us. I'm happy that Sister Didi spoke the way she did, and I'm happy she ruffled some feathers because they had to be ruffled. And you know what? Cardinal Dolan's uh, gave gave the opening prayer. I thought it was weak. He didn't mention Jesus Christ. He doesn't mention Jesus Christ. A Protestant says Jesus Christ. You know, it's you know he was you know he was it was almost like he was ashamed. You know, but hey, you know, I'm sure you know I'm I'm sure I'm sure he gives thanks to the Lord even when he gets the uh, gets his Shake Shack burger and and uh, you know shake <laughs> and fries and everything that seems to be important to him. All right, so there you go. This is what we have. And the Catholic vote for Trump is important. All right, we really, I mean, he's done a fantastic job. I mean, he he brought back a lot of people who were held hostages in other countries. He brought back so many jobs. He, he really, he, he stuck to his doctrine, America first. And he encourages other countries to do the same thing. And when also about immigration, you know, I was listening to um, Catholic Vote for Trump by Jesse Romero. And there's another author, which I can't remember right now. And he pointed out, you know, how people talk about racism because of the I illegal immigration. Well, do you know in Mexico, in their constitution, in their law, they forbid foreigners, foreigners who, who are living in Mexico, you know, whether they're legal or illegal, to speak up against the government? You know, it's, you know, for really, for elite, for aliens from other countries who are living in Mexico, they cannot speak up against the government. They cannot speak up or, or criticize the president or criticize the government of Mexico. So these people, they always want to have it rules for, for America or, but not for them, not for the, they don't mention what, how the rules are in another country. And they're hypocrites because for some reason, there's a problem they have with the United States. I just saw on the news. I don't know where it was. I think it was Portland, Oregon. They built a a uh, guillotine, you know, the, the French Revolution, where they put their political enemies on and they chop off their head. Uh, they The French called it the, uh, the answer to the headache. And what happened was they put the American flag in the guillotine and they set the American flag on fire. You know? This is the kind of people we're dealing with here. It's not peaceful protest. And if you let these people take power, they're not going to leave us alone. They're going to come after the church. Okay? Look, whether we like it or not, God is going to force us 
to take action. This is how he creates saints. All right. We have to step, we have to step to the podium. We have to step to the stage. We have to take our position as Catholics. Don't be afraid. I know it's tough. I know it's not easy. I, I'm, trust me, I get scared too. I have people in my job. I, you know, if I say something, you know, I don't know what they're going to do. They could, they could wind up reporting me to human resources as well. But we have a constitution and freedom of speech is one of them. I think we can debate with people where we have to debate smartly. Okay, don't get nervous. Don't get excited. If you don't think you have anything to say, then don't say anything. But the fact remains is we cannot ignore. If you're going to vote, I'm serious, you're going to have to vote for Trump because if your faith is important to you and you 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 want to save a soul, a soul that could be aborted, a soul that could wind up becoming president one day, a soul that could become another Sister Didi, a soul that could become another Fulton Sheen, a soul that could possibly become an important saint. You don't know what the future holds. Only God knows. So I'm going to end it here. Uh, I'm glad I did this podcast. So uh, remember, the Catholic vote for Trump is important. So please pray your rosary. Uh, do your research, and you know, you know, this is your, this is, this is, this is our time. We have to, we have to do this. If we don't do this, I'm telling you, okay. If you don't, you don't want Joe Biden to come to 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 be the one that's going to be the next president. And I'm serious, he's not going to stay president for long. Harris will take over. All right, and it will probably be Bernie Sanders working behind the curtain as well. Do not. Do not let that happen. Please take part. Vote for Trump. All right, let's end it with a quick prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. All right, folks, please remember to subscribe, share, and uh, tell your friends about the podcast. And, uh, you know, it will be a great help for all of us. All right. So God bless and we'll be together again soon.